This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Right on time. Right on time. Greetings, boys and girls. What's up? It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 81 for January 21st, 2020. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Tony B coming to you from New Jersey. What's up? How cold is it up there? Cold, brother. Very cold today. 20s? I don't miss that at all. It was like a few days ago, it was, and for the, the week prior, it was like in the 60s and 70s here. And I'm like... You know, this just, it's not winter. It doesn't feel like normal. It doesn't feel right. And then it got super cold yesterday. The, like the temperature dropped like 30 degrees. And I was like, screw this, man. I don't like this cold. <laughs> like, what was I complaining about? Well, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, it was 60s and 70s up here. Ah, and everyone was like, oh, man, this is great. And then Monday was nice. Tuesday, Wednesday, as it started to roll and towards the end of the week, it started to cool down. And then on Friday, uh, Saturday, it, I mean, it got super windy, you know, like the wind change blew in and the temperature dropped like 25 degrees, you know, like boom. The wind and then it snowed Saturday uh-huh. and then it got, and then it warmed up a little bit. It was in the thirties and then it went back in the twenties and now it's like in the teens. I think it's, uh, today, I forget what it was this morning. But it's been in the 20s, you know, average. All right. Well, that's your local U.S. weather. Here in Jersey it is. Yes. What's doing by you, Steve? Chunk is here. He said, hey, hey guys, thanks for joining us. Chunk, he, he apologized to me last week. He said, I'm sorry I missed the, the podcast. Like, it's cool, it, man. As long as he listened. I'm no, we're mean to talk to him about that and not trying to let it happen again. <laughs> yeah. He's been busy, man. We've been busy with the, the website. We, we had a... Uh, we go through these waves of traffic like it, it will get a ton of traffic for a while and then it'll dip and it'll just keep dipping and I, I like try to do things to save it like I gotta post things that are engaging and people like and blah and, and it just and it's a mystery as to why this happens so uh, he he suggested that there was just too much content on some of these pages and it was taking a long time from to load and that would uh, deter people from sticking around. So, so he did a lot of work with changing uh, some of the pages, the meme pages, specifically breaking them up into separate 
pages um, and uh, so that's done and then I had to go in and do uh, featured images for each one and then description for each one and now that's done but now I'm gonna have to go back in and rearrange them all because they're all kind of all over the place and, and uh, I like them to have I like them to be nice and uh, symmetrical uniform type of pages aesthetically pleasing in addition to course. rich content so that's going to be a lot of work man to do that it's going to take a long time but it's kind of brainless work so i can just sit and have music on and just you know do it one at a time but it will this i mean this is just this whole world of having this website and having the facebook page and the facebook group it is a tremendous amount of work man constantly there's there's so much stuff on my to-do list that i just could never get to all of it but yeah in a good way that it's uh it always gives me something to do and something to look forward to so that's a good thing about it because the worst thing is just to have nothing to do like got nothing to do they have no purpose in life so i do have a purpose Many purposes. And Chong just said he's coming to New Orleans next Thursday through Sunday. So that oh, would, right. that is awesome. <sighs> I'll get to meet him in person, and which I had never have. I've talked to him many times. Um, and I'll be able to buy him a drink. And maybe, Chong, you can get up and jam with us, too, if you want. As long as it's okay with my band. But uh, I think it'll be okay with my band. Um, you gotta take a picture of you with him and send. Yes, him. we will. We will uh, splash it all over all this CBC places, <clears throat> and I will frame it and hang it on my wall. Um, and that you will. Uh, yes. Um. So, uh, so what's going on in your world this past week? Kids are back to school. Um, not a lot going on really. Just was chilling. I had and I had a relaxing week last week. It snowed, like I said, we snowed in, plowed out. Um, had had like I said, a uh, nice long weekend. Uh, played a lot of drums actually this week. I believe it or not. Good, I believe it. Which was which was fantastic. That is fantastic. Uh, and I organized a bunch of stuff, and I. I I got uh, I dug out some of my other old equipment and uh, added on to my existing drums that I was building next to the mega kit. So I have two mega kits now brewing in the works. So Wait, very, very shortly. Where are you going to put the second one? No, no, it's already it's here. It's just been growing. I've been loving it, watering it, and it's been uh, <laughs> watering it. You know, trimming it and shaping it, and it's 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 growing into quite a garden. Oh, that's cool. Because, uh, like I said, you know, it's cool how you get inspiration sometimes, right? So when uh, we jammed, like I said, with Craig, myself, and Cole, uh, a bunch of, uh, of Rush, uh, I wanted to get some authentic sounds. So I dug out a bunch of my old cowbells, which I have, you know, I probably have a dozen different cowbells of different sizes, varieties, you know, just brands, you know, from over the years, right? Tons of stuff, boxes. So I pulled a bunch of them out. And I went through, and I had, I had actually almost 20 different cowbells and uh, go-go bells. You know what you could do with all those cowbells? Get some cows. Play more cowbell with it. No, get some cows. I'm going to make a cowbell drum set, just all cowbells. <laughs> my, <laughs> my cowbell. That's actually cowbell not a bad set. idea. I would say I saw a clip yesterday on you. I was... So every Monday, I go and search through YouTube, try to find a video feature for the week, and uh, I saw this guy made a uh, uh, cover of Billy Jean, but all the instruments are the doorstopper springs. You know that you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, the, the little spring on when in the yeah, doorstopper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they have them everywhere, but um, and you, you flick it and it makes a tone. So he just like. Recorded a bunch of them and then put it in a keyboard so he could play notes with it, and played all the instruments in the song with <laughs> the the door spring. 
That's great. Dude. I watched so, about 30 okay. seconds of it, and I was like, all right, that's interesting. That's a, a novelty, but okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I went through the 20 cowbells and found, you know, the six that mimic the exact sound that uh, Neil used on Exit Stage Left. So I re- reconstructed that portion of the kit. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Very hip. Um. Okay, I just got and slowly and slowly, like I said, developing. I'll send you some pictures. You'll you'll, you'll dig it. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah. I've molded the two together. You know what I mean? So I have the mega kit, and then I set this one up next to it. But the bars of the mega kit extend out, so I've integrated like the two together, kind of. You'll see. I like the idea of the cowbell drum set, though. Do look up on YouTube Terry Bozio playing an all cymbal drum set, a Sabian cymbal drum set with gongs for bass drums. Wow. Super killer. Yeah, you got to check it out. It is really remarkable. I'm Super, sure. you know, ultra Terry. I got an email, which doesn't happen very often, but a guy said, just wanted to say, really enjoy the podcast. Been listening for over a year now, he said. Which is, uh, wow. So he's, yeah, he's like 40 episodes in, man. He's like, he's a fan, I guess. So I wanted to say thank you. And he's in Australia, in Perth, Australia. So we're we're worldwide, baby. Excellent, man. Well, I'm glad he's enjoying it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And he plays in a Green Day tribute band. I'll give him a shout-out here. It's uh, uh, The band is called Know Your Enemy, which is a Green Day song, I think. Yeah. Um, and it plays. Uh, they play in, in and around uh, Perth, Australia. Uh, and his name is Paul. So thanks, Paul. Appreciate that. I wish p- more people would reach out that listen to this because we do get a lot of downloads, a lot of listens every week, and I don't know. I don't really have any place where people are telling me that that. And there's fifty-five plus thousand people in the group, hundred fifty-one plus thousand people on the page, and nobody talks about the podcast there. So I don't know if the people that are listening to this are it's just like not the best part. Kept secret, man. You know. Yeah. I don't know if they're not part of secretly going viral CBC on Facebook or if they're they're just quiet. They don't like to they just like to listen. They don't want to tell me or you or us anything. They just want to listen. You know what I think it is too sometimes too, dude? Like I think that some people listen to a lot of varied, you know, a lot of podcasts with varied content, you know? And you can't really weigh in and contribute and, and, and speak, you know, in all of them. So, so I think when you're inundated with a lot of different stuff, it, it, when you're busy, like you said earlier, you know, there's always something to do. Mm. So if it's not on your priority list to say, I mean, I'm going to call that podcast or I'm going to, I listen to that and I enjoy it. I'm going to drop somebody, you know, it's cool by all means, you know, that when people do that because it's so out of the ordinary, because I think everyone's yes. so busy with everything else going on that no one thinks about taking the time to do that. Yeah. They might think, they're gonna and then they forget i i'll do something and and forget 10 seconds later that i wanted to do another thing like i'll think about something i want to i want to do this thing and then 10 seconds later i completely forgot it so i understand (laughs) it's the way my brain works though uh but cool yeah we do appreciate that feedback so thank you for that Um, yes I wonder what Chunk's coming down. He he can tell me why, why he's coming down. Because he's probably still listening. Um, Chunk's coming to town. He's coming to town Thursday through Sunday, which are the days I play. So he's gonna have to come see my band, and then he can oh, do it. No doubt. Then he's how's, gonna be like, he's, doing? he's gonna be like, boy, this band sucks. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you mean no. like Chunk? He'd be like, no, my name's Pete. He won't say that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, the, a lot stuff always going on. I I only played with Beasts of Bourbon on Thursday, and then I had to, uh, a sub gig that I had to fulfill that I had a uh, uh, prior engagement. Yes, I, I had I had uh, committed to prior to us getting this gig. So it, it was uh, with the band Rockbox. I talked about them before. I played with them before in the last oh, yeah. couple of years since we we started this thing. And they're good buddies of mine. Um, <clears throat> I'm the one that that's the go-to sub because I know the show, I know the songs, and I basically kind of fit in well in, into that band. Um, 
and oh, just Chong said, uh, there's cheap flights, and he's getting away from the snow. I don't blame him. And his wife and himself need a break. So you're welcome to come to New Orleans. A lot to do here. Um, nice. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I played with uh, B.O.B. on Thursday, and then Rockbox, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, <clears throat> this that's my last time that I, that's my only obligation. I don't have any more obligations to fulfill, to, to sub out that gig. But the guy who subs for me is a really good bass player and they all like him. So, so I'm glad that they had him. Um, but Thursday I got Thursday. We had, we had a good crowd. Um, and there was this guy there that was by my side, stage left. And he kept writing, uh, like he bought, he's. I was drinking a Miller Lite, and I, generally, at Crazy Corner, I'm not really drinking a lot. I'm, I'm, I bring a bunch of water with me, and during the first before the break, I generally only drink that water, and then maybe after the break, I'll get, you know, we get drink tickets, and maybe I'll get a drink from the bar or whatever. And I did that that Thursday. I got a Miller Lite, and this guy sees that Miller Lite on stage. I'm guessing because he went to the bar and bought six of them. And and put them put them on stage, and then put a, a note on a napkin on top of the, the six beers. And not most people in that band don't even drink. Um, well, not most people. Uh, two of the guys don't drink, and the other people don't drink a lot. And they don't really drink beer much either. I, I think the guitar player does, but um, but the point is, he's spending money at the bar. He requests a song, and his request was something I don't remember what the first request was, but it was something that we could play so we did and then he he went and bought uh, oh he noticed that other people in the band weren't drinking so he kind of beckoned over to me and like to talk to me and he said uh, uh you know, what I'll buy whatever those guys want you know whatever they drink so that the drummer gets a red bull and and I told him you know the singer wants this kind of shot and blah 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 and he said do you want a shot and I'm like yeah yeah I'll take a shot um so this this went on, and this was towards going towards the end of our night. So I'm like, at that point, I'm like, all right, I'll drink a couple shots, whatever. You know, it's fun. When you're craving church's three-piece classic, there's no other option. Two crispy legs, a thigh, and a warm honey butter biscuit are the only way. And that's why we call it a classic. Church's Texas Chicken. Tap the banner to find your nearest location. Offer valid at participating locations. Um, and... He kept doing this. He kept buying stuff and writing requests on a napkin, and 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 he leaned in and told me, he's like, I got like thirty five people here with me. Um, so, and, and the songs he was requesting, they were all responding to. They were all engaged. They're all singing along. They're cheering. So obviously he wasn't, you know, he wasn't bullshitting me. He was with these, sure. all these people. And I don't know what the occasion was. I don't know where he was from. He didn't tell me any of that stuff. But I just know that he was being very generous with us. And then. uh when we were done, by that point, I had a little bit of a good buzz on, I'd say, because he kept buying drinks. But I, I mean, I didn't go overboard. I, I just, but I definitely had a buzz on. And um, he, uh, the singer Tracy, she ran upstairs with the tip jar, and then he comes over. I get off stage, and he he comes up to me, and he he gives me. He reaches in his pocket, and then he has a wad of cash, and he hands it to me. He goes, "This is the all the cash I have right now," and just hands it to me. I'm like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And I'm like, and and I'm like, oh, thank you very much. Blah blah blah. I kept it short, and I just ran upstairs to give it to Tracy because I knew she had to, you know, count on tips and stuff. Uh, so I went up there, and I I kind of leaned into her a bit. I was like, you need to go out more with that tip jar, and that's something that we do. It's part of the culture in New Orleans. Everybody works for tips, um, and generally for bands what we do the rule of thumb is to go out once per set which is once every 45 minutes so at the end just before that 45 minutes you want to go out with the tip jar and you want to kind of if you're calling the show you want to kind of plan that ahead you want to watch the clock and say okay you know i'm going to be going out with the tip jar so this other person needs to sing uh the song so i can sing the next song and you kind of when you're running a show you kind of want to think two or three songs ahead um Generally, I do anyway when I'm running a show, um, and and it didn't seem like she was doing that, so I kind of leaned into her a bit, and the the fact that I had a buzz on didn't help, um, but uh, 
you know, whatever. I, it's all about because because she's the one that does it, so it's all about going there and representing the band. And in her defense, she does a fantastic job with it when she goes out and with there because she talks to everybody. She doesn't, you know, even if people are ignoring her, she'll tap them on the shoulder, and then she puts this big smile on, and she holds it up and kind of shakes it a little bit, like, "Hey, do you want to tip the?" And she might say something I don't know because I don't hear her, but she might say, "Hey, do you want to tip the band?" And she does a very, very good job. One of the best on Bourbon Street, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I, I, you know, I, and it's tough, you know, and in her defense, defense as well, it, it's a lot to do to run a show. You have to, it, especially if you're lead, the lead singer. You know, you got to communicate what the next song is going to be to everybody. Um, you got to try to read the crowd and take requests, and and then and watch the clock and know when to go out. And it, it's a lot, you know. And and for the most part, she's doing a great job for everything. So, so I was a little too hard on her, I think. But um, but the point is that that's really kind of a part of it, and it's her responsibility because we can't go out and do it. And, you know, as far as the money is concerned, it doesn't really matter to me. I think there's other people in the band that need the money more than me. So, um, you know, $10, 20 $30 isn't going to make or break me. But I don't know. Uh, but then when I played this weekend, the guy who who does the tips in that band is the lead singer. And he sells it from the stage. He does a very good job of selling it from the stage before he goes out. Um He's, he's he's real good at talking to people that way. And he uses like a power suggestion thing. He says, um, you know, if you want to hear a song from us, drop a 20 in the bucket and we'll, you know, we'll play your song. And that just puts into people's heads right away. Oh, all right. If I want to hear a song, it's going to cost me $20. They, they don't think to themselves, oh, I can't, I can put five in and get a song. And that works. It worked like people like as soon as he says it, people will start walking up to the stage with a twenty dollar bill in their hand. Play Van Halen, whatever. Um, so, I, you know, I, I I made a like a lot of money in tips this weekend because he, those guys just do it that well. Um, yeah, well that's the shtick, right? And that's what you know. You might as well get paid for it. Yeah. So you got you got a way to get generate the you know the biggest amount of tips, like you said. Yeah, and the thing. No. Yeah, the thing is here in New Orleans, we get a we get a set amount of money per set, which is forty five minutes. So if we do, like with Rockbox, I did, we do four sets in a row. So it's three hours. Take a half hour break. Do another four sets. So it's eight sets on Friday and Saturday, and so you get paid a set amount of money per set. And but that, you're doing six hours of music. Six hours of music. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of songs, man. It, generally, about you'd say about. 10 songs per set so that's 80 songs and we didn't repeat one song so that's a lot of songs uh, yeah that is a lot of tunes man yeah that's uh, cool though it's kick ass that you can do that many tunes with those guys oh yeah yeah and there were definitely other songs that we could have done that we didn't um but uh uh, uh so it, that's the amount of money i'm making now per set is the same exact amount of money that i was making when i moved here 10 years ago it, and drink prices have gone up. There's inflation. The cost of living increases. Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. But no pay increase. And their logic, the management that runs most of the clubs on Bourbon Street, is is well, you get tips. You know, it's just like the waiter waitress mentality. You know, like you only get a certain amount of money, shitty money per hour, because you're you're making tips. So if if that's if that's going to be their defense and not giving us more money then we have to do whatever we can to optimize getting the most out of you know the tips so uh i think there's always room for improvement in that sense like it, it, this and the way they do it rockbots they they have a good sense of humor about it and like this girl was come it was early in the night i think it was saturday early in the night and she's just going Play Motley Crue. Play Motley Crue. And she just kept saying it. And and he stopped at one point. He's like, he's like, you know, you can shout at a jukebox and all you want, but it's not going to play money, play anything until you put money in it. Um, And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll play two Motley Crue songs right now for you if you give us $100. And then, you know, she just like, meh, 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 whatever. And 
we kept you know we went into whatever the next song was and then like two songs later this guy comes up to him hands him a hundred dollar bill he goes here play two motley crew songs and we did uh and which is for that band they play motley crew a lot and it was early in the night so it was a little weird to play motley crew early in the night but you know that they they're but what, what, what motley crew did you guys play home sweet home and kickstart my heart Nice. Yeah, those, they, yeah. Those are not early set tunes, though. Yeah, I mean, "Home Sweet Home" isn't bad, but yeah, no, that one definitely that could be a first setter. But that band, they have a niche. They they do. They're called rock box, and they play rock music, only rock music. And uh, the people that come there, a lot of the people that come there know them. And there's there are people out there with rock box shirts on. They've been around for a long time, and. Uh, but the people that even the people that don't know them, it's the way that room is set up and the location it is on Bourbon Street. People come in that room and they stay. And, and that's, you know, you, you have this niche market of people because you're playing the same style of music all throughout the night. And so people know what to expect. And people that are fans of things like, because we play Tom Sawyer in that band. So if people are fans of Rush and Kansas and, and Motley Crue and, and, uh, sticks, you know, we do. They do like three or four stick songs. Um, it's all kind of the same radio station, quote unquote. Um, right. You know, so the people come there and they yeah, but that's their stay. Niche. Yeah, and the people come and stay, and that's a good a, a benefit that they have there. I, it, it's it's there's a lot of elements. Like I said, it's the location, it's the way the room is set up, it's the way the bars are set up. They have two long bars on on both sides of the room. And it's easy to access. You know, it's easy to go and get a drink. And they have two par- bartenders per bar, so yep. <clears throat> so they're 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 busy all the time. That those bartenders, and it, so that's always a factor. Location is a factor, um, but uh, a good time. You know, I, I had a great time playing with those guys this weekend, and uh, always do. It's an easy gig for me too. It's a, it's one of the easiest gigs I play. It's longest gig. And it's the one I make the most money, but it's also one of the easiest as right. far as Bourbon Street is concerned. Because The reason is because they give everybody breaks, not, you know, apart from the, the, the half-hour band break. They give everybody breaks throughout the night. So, and it, it, dynamically, it works really well. And it's really um, different from the norm and different what I, I talk about with the way to run a show. I think you go song, song, song. You keep you keep it high energy, blah, 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 and that that works. For those guys, it's they don't they don't go song, song, song. And they're, they're so what do they do? Like, give me an example. Uh, they'll you know, they'll do a song, a break, and then then like say a high energy song, or a couple high energy songs, and then stop, and then do just just keyboards and vocal for for the next song. And so everybody that's not playing gets off stage you get to go out and take a piss or you get to go uh have a smoke or whatever you do and that happens frequently during the course of the night though the kind of roller coaster go up and down and up and down and it works because people because the songs they're picking are 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 very popular songs that people know so he'll do like babe by sticks um and he does it just vocal and keyboards and you know he sings the shit out of it and, but then we'll come up and do Blue Collar Man and then uh, Renegade and Come Sail Away. Uh, actually, they do Babe or they'll do, uh, what's the other, I can't remember. Oh, uh, uh, Blue Sweet Madam Blue, is that the name of the song? Uh, which is also kind of an acoustic-y song. And then come up and do Renegade and Come Sail Away, which is full band. And, and it works because everybody knows those songs. Oh yeah, and those are all great tunes. Yeah, and then like Derek, the singer, will do an acoustic. It's the Shine Down cover version of Simple Man by Leonard Skinner, and he'll do. Um, they'll grab a stool, and guitar player just sits and, and on the stool, and it's just him and guitar doing that. And Simple Man is one that always works. That is a very very popular song. Everybody sings along with that, uh, regardless how of how you present it. So that's another instance where people get a break they do stairway to heaven so the first part of the song you know there's no drums there's no bass so we get we get off stage uh 
Um, what else? There's a, just a bunch like that throughout the night. 80 songs, so. Yeah, there's a lot of <sighs> tunes. We but that's cool to have a, you know, it's structured like a show. You know what I mean? Because you want the ebb and flow and you want the dynamic. And I know everyone's always like up, up and dance and dance, but it depends on the place. And like you said, it depends on the band and their following and what the people are expecting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's putting together a show really, I think for them, it happened really organically just because they've been together for so long and they play to the strengths of everybody that's in that band. And the same personnel has been in that band for years. So they have that luxury of, of things developing over time that work. And, you know, Be Suburban is young. You know, we've only been together a couple months. So I think a lot of things will happen the same way. We'll come together organically and, and happen in time. And I think the potential for this band is tremendous um, with, with the people that are in it and the, the opportunities that we have to uh, to capitalize on, on this this gig. Uh, we're rehearsing tomorrow. I talked about it last week. We're rehearsing tomorrow, and most most bands on Bourbon Street never rehearse. So it's kind of cool that we're getting together, and we're going to uh, do a couple new songs, and we're going to go over vocal harmonies, and uh, and some other things. And uh, I don't know vocal har- vocal practice for me is I, I hate it, but I also I love the results that come from it. But it just always makes me like nervous and uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know. Is this your first rehearsal with, with these guys? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, and it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I, I don't know. Fun is the word. It'll be productive, I think. Well, you got to make it fun too, you know. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going in with that mentality of having it like let's go have a good time like because in the old days rehearsal was like <laughs> was was you grab a 12 pack and you go and you're meeting your friend your friends at the the thing and and you're jamming on songs you know this is like work um so i and we're doing it in the afternoon so it's like you know it's work but it again should be productive and should i i look forward to the results of that we, we're Playing some new songs, which we really don't need to do, because generally uh, everybody in the band is capable of learning a, a song and showing up at the gig and playing it right, and that's generally what people do on Bourbon Street. That's what we've done. You learn the song at home. You come. You know it. You know your part. You play it on stage. But uh, apparently, we're going to do a few new songs tomorrow at rehearsal, and then go over harmony specifically. On, on songs that we're already doing, so uh, <laughs> those are, you know, the harmonies are always the trickiest ones, right? You, someone's got to find all the notes, you know, on a piano or a guitar. Yeah. Say you're this one, you're singing that one, but like you said, it's work. But when you, the end result, when you're all singing the proper thing, it sounds killer. Yes, agreed. And and um, the drummer and I or. Like there's certain harmonies I'm used to singing, having worked with Tracy for years. You know, I, I I know my parts and I sing my parts, and he's been singing my parts too a lot. In a lot of cases, he's been singing the same harmony. Right, right. Um, so, which is fine, as long as the other harmony or harmonies are covered in that song by somebody else, and so that's what we have to kind of work out. You know, because doubling. Doubling a vocal is fine as long as everybody's on pitch and you're singing the right words. It, it more vocals is more gooder. It makes everything sound bigger. No doubt. Um, so it's going to be a matter of uh, yeah, just that's it. Just fine, and then the the right notes for everybody, the notes that sound best for everybody, and uh, remembering them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. I talked about last week. I'm going to go in prepared tomorrow. Tonight, I'm going to go over those songs that I need to learn, and I'm going to try and remember what some of the vocal parts I think that we need to go over are. And there's a couple that I know specifically, so I'll go in prepared for for that. And but I'm sure there's others that will come up. I don't have a list, and I really would like a list, a song list. You should sit down and make a list. I could. You know, it's it's like. I mean, of things you, 
particular in particular that you definitely want to work on? Well, I the list is very short. I know what I know what the ones are in my head, so I don't need to write them down. But if I were to look at our master, like if we had a master song list and I could look through it, then I would remember other things like, oh yeah, that that part in that song. So um, it'd be nice if we had one. So I'll bring that up at rehearsal. And the other benefit of the rehearsal thing is just having a band meeting, basically, because we don't really get to do that. Although with this band, when we're on break, most of us go, there's kind of a back patio area, crazy corner, and we all pretty much all of us go back there and would generally will have some sort of conversation about songs we're playing or songs we played or mistakes we made or things we could do better or whatever. We generally have a, a sort of a band meeting type of thing out there, although it's not really official, which is nice. It's it's. It, that's not something I'm used to other bands on Bourbon Street doing because everybody generally on on break goes their own way. They do their own thing. Go they go get a slice of pizza or go get a drink or whatever. Um, so it's it's kind of cool that dynamic there. So so yeah, I'll report about it next week. But I'm gonna bring a notebook and a pen and write any notes that I need to remember uh, from what we work on at rehearsal, and that will serve as well for me to recap it next week. I'm sure everybody will be waiting with bated breath. <laughs> and I don't know what that means. <laughs> yes, with bated breath. That's good. Interesting you should say that. Why? Well, because what does that actually mean? I don't know. There's a lot of things that we say that like are so cliche, but you don't actually know where it comes from or what it means. And, uh, you know, like, like no strings attached. What, wh where did that come from? Why did, why do we say no, uh, we know what it means. We know what it refers to, but what, what is the, uh, the origin of that phrase? And I, I play, um, Jeopardy, the Je Jeopardy game on my phone every, pretty much every day. And that came up something about no strings attached, the origin of it. And I don't think it told me in the answer what exactly what would why it, that was a phrase but it was like in 1857 so and so said you know no strings attached whatever that was the clue um, the origin of no strings attached because you, you just looked it up <laughs> if my memory serves me correctly <laughs> no according to the internet here it says it's directly tied to 18th century fabric merchants who would mark flaws in woven cloth by tying small strings to the bottom of the bolts at the locations where the floors were present so no strings attached really it doesn't mean that you're giving somebody something like you would think it, really, it says here the phrase no strings attached refers to the act of doing something without asking for anything in return right example Danny said he'd do your chores today no strings attached right uh, interesting fact: the origin of the idiom "no strings attached" ties those things to the bottom of the bolts, right? At the, so this was back to the merchants, right? When a tailor or dressmaker needed flawless cloth, he or she would ask the merchant to provide them with fabric with no strings attached. This custom persists today. Mm -hmm. So here at the Wisdom Arrow, we are imparting wisdom <laughs> about all things, from That's music so to phrase of the day. That's fascinating. And I'll forget about that. No strings attached. Five minutes. No strings attached. <laughs> You'll forget about that in no time at all. Yes. So, all right, I'm going to switch gears here. Uh, so, you know Google, you, you just looked that up on Google, right? Yep. So, without looking it up, don't cheat on this. This is going to be a little Stump the Drummer thing. I don't have okay. my Stump the Drummer. Wait, i got to find it. Uh, Stump the drummer. Yeah, you can do it yourself. That's fine. Wait, where, where the hell is it on my thing here? Let's see if it's here. Oh, here it is. Stump the drummer. <laughs> Thank you, Bob Doyle. Um, oh shit! Sorry. Nice. <laughs> my thing just I keeps. Love playing. that. What was that? That was Tishy. That's great. All right, wait. Now I just screwed everything up on my phone here. 
Oh, boy. Come on, man. Uh, uh, no. All right. I got it. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Without cheating, I Google. No Google. When, when, yeah, I, no. I'm going to read you this example here first. If okay. you go to Google, you know how Google will predict what you're trying to look for. You know, you yeah, they call it predictive, story. predictive something. Um, so you can put in part of a phrase, and it will will give you like the top eight or nine answers to the based uh, based on what the phrase is um, that that are searched for. And usually, you know, you'll find what you're looking for in that selection. But I put, I just put bass guitar is, and I wanted to see what came up. So these were the answers. These were the, the in order from top to bottom. Bass guitar is easy, a useless instrument, underrated, easy to learn, fun, Spanish, electric, and best. So some people search, some people, a lot of people apparently search bass guitar is Spanish, which makes no sense to me, or best, or a useless instrument. Like, what? Who would say something as ignorant as, ignorant as that? So, again, without cheating, I want you to guess. There are, let me see, one, two, three, four five, six, seven answers after this phrase. So this is kind of like Family Feud. Is it Family Feud? I don't know. Survey says... I wrote, I wrote, drummers are... blank. And there's seven answers here, so I want you to see if you can guess any of them, and I will give you uh, big bonus points if you do. Awesome. Awesome is not one of the answers. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> no, why would you say that about yourself I don't know because I'm thinking what people would put if, if they're calling bass a useless instrument you know it's just uh, I'm on the A's I'm going through the alphabet A, B, C All right. B would be the best drummers are alright so I gotta get here we go necessary I'm getting my sound effects alright so that you went through the alphabet, so let me see. Yeah, like the drummers Drummer. are too loud. Too loud, no. <laughs> oh. Drummers are not musicians. Drummers are musicians. That is number one, two, three, four, five. That's number five. Drummers are exciting. Aww. Drummers are the most important part of the band. <laughs> <laughs> no. Drummers are <laughs> have the most roadies, have the most gear. Game over. That's it for me. No, Lux, you, you, I don't play drums. You can keep going. <laughs> uh, I'll give you some hints. All right. Drummers are, let me see, one, two, three. Well, one of them is just an extension of the other one. And so three of them are very positive. Drummers are excellent. No. When you think Neil Peart, what would, what's one thing you would say about him because he is so prolific in his instrument and his other things that he does with writing and lyrics? Extremely talented. No, think simpler. Smart. Smart. Number one answer, smart. Drummers are, sm well, it says drummers are smarter, and then at the bottom is drummers are smart. So, So number one is smart. Good to know. Um, uh, one refers to their physical appearance, and it is a positive thing. And it's something a girl would say. 
Drummers are hot. Drummers are hot. Number two. Number three refers to... How do I say this without giving it away? Um, the fact that they're not normal. The kooky. Oh, we'll think simpler than kooky. Kooky. It was unique. No. Drummers are different. Think, let's see, what drummer would this, would exemplify this? Um, think Tommy Lee in a hotel room. <laughs> Drummers are like in a hotel room getting shit face wasted throwing TVs out the window breaking shit up yeah no just a simple one word thing drummers are like you would say that guy that guy is that guy throwing TV that guy is crazy crazy drummers are crazy number three number four also refers to drummers not being normal but a different kind of word synonym for strange like I said kooky no a simpler synonym for strange odd mm, no you're on the right track though weird weird number five was drummers aren't musicians and this is probably my favorite one. Number six. Drummers are, and think the plural version of the Muppet who plays drums. Drummers are animals. Drummers are animals. They have the power. Yeah, very nice. So those are the top searches when if you type in Google drummers are. Those are the top things that people search for. Wow. Let me just click on drummers are animals and see what comes up. But that's a fun little activity you can so do. They're smart. They're, we're smart. We're hot. We're animals. We're crazy. Um, crazy. You know, you're crazy you're hot. You're smart, though, yeah. Yeah. Number one, number what series? Number one answer, smart. Thanks for noticing. So I don't see anything that's worth clicking on here, but, uh, but that is pretty interesting. That if by typing in a few words, you'll come up with a whole bunch of <laughs> sentences. But it also has to be based on, like you said, the predictability, because that's what a lot of people have typed in at some point. Yes, they use predictive text. They use a. Uh, many different mathematical algorithms to figure out exactly mm-hmm. what you that's all those people at uh, Google do which I just heard the other day worth one trillion dollars wow like do you even can you even fathom that much money it's a lot of money I can't even fathom that I don't even know what how much money that is it's I just know it's a lot of money it's more than a billion so oh, yeah it's a million billions is it? No, it's not a million billion. Sure it is. It's like 10 billions or 100 billions. I think no, you can, say it's, you can say it costs $500 billion. That costs $800 billion, $999 billion. So it's probably 1000000000 billion. A trillion. $1,000 billion, yeah. A trillion. That's, I don't feel like looking that up. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Okay, just do it, Alexa. Yeah, right. Don't say it too loud. She'll, she'll wake up. She'll interrupt our broadcast. Steve, there are 1,000 billions in a trillion. All right, let me ask her. Alexa, how many billions are there in a trillion? Question mark, question mark. 1,000 yeah, I forgot. I, I see. I still go to Google for things. I forget that I have this Alexa here, and I can ask her anything, anything at all, anything. 
Say like drummers are. <laughs> what? No, she's what not. What are drummers? Let me see what she says. I got to turn this up so we can. Can you hear that? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Alexa, what are drummers? A drummer is a percussionist who creates music using drums. Most contemporary Western bands that play rock, pop, jazz, or R&B music include a drummer for purposes including timekeeping and embellishing the musical timbre. The drummer's equipment includes a drum kit which includes various drums, cymbals, and an assortment of accessory hardware such as pedals, standing support mechanisms, and drumsticks. Wow, she had a lot of information there. Creates music by playing drums. I like that definition. Yeah. Well, the first she started by saying drummers are people who use drums. <laughs> no, she said they create music by playing uh, is drums. Is that what she said? Create music yeah. by playing drums. That's what it is. Drummers music. Creates <laughs> music by, by playing drums. Oh, it's Duh. So, it's so cute how you drummers call it music. <laughs> Uh, see, that is so jealous. I'm just joking. I, I am, actually, because I would love to be a drummer, man. I would love to have a drum set. I've never lived in a place, dude, where I could have a drum set and not disturb people. I, that's one of my goals in life is to have a freaking house where I can buy a drum set and I can learn how to play drums. Because I, can, I dude, can keep time. You know, what's, you know what's fantastic about that? Between all the years of me playing drums and, and my brother being, us being in bands and playing music and having bands playing, having live drum solos to, uh, you know, at the height of a party of, you know, hundreds of people. Dude, let's play, you know, rush through the PA as loud as possible right in, the, in downstairs of your rehearsal. Let's have the band just play at full volume, you know? And I can't tell you how many times the cops came or neighbors came over or people told us we were nuisances and then they stopped playing and then I moved to D-neck and then, you know, the second day I'm there, I got notes on my door saying, like, music must stop, volume way too loud. <laughs> like, just so, if you got to Google, type in, uh, I think we did this already, you type in Dom Famularo, Eye of the Tiger, and he does a little skit on that where he's jamming on the drums and everyone's telling him to stop. <laughs> I don't think we did do that, but that's funny. Yeah, you got to look it up. It's Eye of the Tiger, and it's Dom, and he's jamming out to it. And the very beginning of it is like a little like one-minute excerpt thing where he sets up his kit, and he's jamming, and the guy's knocking on the door like, shut it down, what's the matter with you? So, yeah, drums are uh, they're definitely loud, and you definitely have to... Uh, Live in a house that appreciates them. Yeah, there's no way where I live I could do it. I I, I mean, but, there, I don't, but I, there's nothing like full on blazing drums. You know what I mean? At like maximum volume and openness, it, there's nothing like it. It's, it's killer. Yeah, I'm sure. It and it seems like so cathartic to to be able to sit down and just hit shit and and you know get everything out, whatever. Um. And I, I can keep time. I've been playing air drums for like 30 years, man. I'm I'm really good air drummer. Um, but uh, what did you say this was called? Eye of the Tiger? Yeah, yeah. Dom Famularo, Eye of the Tiger. Wait, what's his name? Dom? Dom. D-O-M as in Mary? Yep. And then Fam, oh, F-A-M. There, there it is. I got it. Okay. Let's try to find it on my phone. Um, and what's... Oh, He's got a lot of shit here. No, I the Tiger. No, I know, but this. Oh no, he's got hundreds of videos, but the Eye of the Tiger is the one you gotta you gotta look at. Is that called World's Happiest Drum Day? Drummer play. Yes, World's World Happiest Drummer Day. plays the Eye of the Tiger. Let's see. At the ASPCA, right. no. we give a voice uh, to the. Uh, I'm not giving you free ads, ASPCA. Let's see. The video shows him getting ready. Now he's sitting at the kit. <laughs> he's all happy smashing into it. Now he's outside playing. Some some lady just walks up to him. And he's outside in a different location. Get out of here, man. 
All right, I'm not gonna play this whole thing, but that's no, funny. That, that, that's a pretty much the gist of it, though, because he's wailing, he's wailing the shit out of that kit. Yeah, he's like, he really is. He, <laughs> he's like smashing the hell out of that symbol. He's smiling, baby. He's cranking on a thing. That's funny. Love it. You, like you said, the, you, the visual is what does it justice. You have to see it. Yeah, that's funny. I'll watch the whole thing later. Uh, I really need to do <laughs> this. Do that because we have so much. St- stuff we can share from these shows and I I'm I'm not I'm not staying on top of doing these pages on on the website for for each episode to put in links to this stuff but maybe I'll do it for this oh, one. Oh man, you got to get on it. <sighs> Again, it's just there's so much to do. Um but that's really cool man. I I would like I know I could play drums if I had a kit. If if I had the ability to practice, I I can keep time. I'm you know, I I can do it like with my hands and with my feet. I can I can do it like with air stuff, but um, it you know that's not real drums. I need real drums to play and make noises. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it you know you start on a pad, you learn how to play hold sticks, you learn how to actually strike, you know, and get the rebound, and that's what no one wants to really do, you know. But that's where the all you know that comes in, and then. You know the actual playing, the physicality of playing, like the proper movement technique, right? And all of the the muscle memory and all the ergonomics and motion that goes into it. That's one whole aspect of it, right? The physical aspect of it, because you're striking something like that. The second piece of it then is the proficiency of being able to play, you know, and 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 develop a level of chops, right? And then. There's also the ability to then to create music, which you don't really need any chops for. You're just rhythmically, you know, to to play and then hear the hear the rhythm and then tuning of the drums. But mainly, you know, there's to, to make music and play them. It's 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 a long journey to to right to undertake. You know what I mean? Because it's not like like anything. You know, like if I wanted to play bass, you know, it'd be a long journey for me too to learn to use my fingers. You know, to be able to play the strings like that, the way Cole does it, and then can hop on drums is amazing to me. But it's just two different, you know, w- ways of of physically playing the the instrument, you know. Right. And drums is that thing about it. it takes up a lot of room. It's got a lot of volume, and they're big, you know. Yeah, yeah, and they're learning to play with a click, especially too, like knowing how to keep time. Cause that's oh yeah, essential. Um, I, I, you know, I'm only 52 years old. I think I think within the next year or two, I'm gonna have a house. And when I have a house, I'm gonna have a freaking drum set and I'm going to learn yeah. how to, I'm going to learn how to play drums because if I learn how to play drums at 52 53 years old by 63 you know 10 years later I'll be able to you know to play drums it's just, exactly you'd be, you'd be killing it you know yeah, I'll be able to, to, be, to be a drummer um, and I want to do that with electric guitar too I play guitar I know how to play guitar I know my, my first position chords I know the neck because I play bass it's the same thing essentially um, but I've never owned an electric guitar and an amp where I could actually sit and like play like cool solos and and like I and that's something I want to do too. Um, and my friend, uh, <laughs> my guitar player Kevin, in in uh, B Suburban the other day uh, on Thursday, before we started, he walks up to me and he's holding a a a, a Wawa pedal, Crybaby, and he's like, "Hey, you want this?" And I'm like, "Sure, yeah." Um, because I don't use any effects with my bass, and he's like, he's like, and I said why, and he said, well, I, I got two new ones and whatever. He said it doesn't work well here because it, the stage vibrates and it doesn't make you know, it, whatever. He said, and I said, so you're giving it to me? He goes, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. So now I don't have an electric guitar or an amp, but I have a wah wah pedal. So that, <laughs> <laughs> to me, that feels like. All right. Well, I have a Wawa pedal and now. I need to get an electric guitar and an amp, so I can use this Wawa pedal that I just got for free. Um, so that's something I would want. I've been wanting to do for a while is get a, an electric guitar. So I think I'm going to get one within the next few months. I have a did, gu- guitar. Did I send you the um, the picture of the wall of of basses and guitars? I think you did. I think you did. Would you would have sent a text, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Oh, wait a second. I got all sorts of stuff going on here. Um, yeah, I think you did. 
Uh, I seem to recall that, but let me see. Let me scroll through. Let's see videos. Alright, I don't see it here, so maybe you need to send me this. Hmm, maybe I didn't send it. When would you have sent it? I'm going oh, back. I guess like last week when we when we hung oh. it all up. Oh no, he didn't send me that. Definitely didn't send me that. Here, check it out, dude. You're gonna you're gonna dig this, man. I told you a story about the storage locker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you got all that free shit. Yeah. So Cole cleaned it all up, fixed it all up. We put mounting hooks up. And when you get it, you're going to see and be like, wow, so cool. So, yes, it's awesome, dude. So my studio is really studioized now. Very cool. Um, I think the two mega kits, and then now we got a bunch of guitars and basses and uh, amps, heads, and all kinds of stuff, speakers. Sweet. That's great. Oh, yeah, here, good here stuff. it comes. It says Did downloaded. it go through? Hey, here it comes. Oh, there it is. Wow, man. Oh, man. That's, I'm so jealous of this. Wait, is this your the, the basement? That same room? Yeah, yeah, this is my drum room, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, it looks a lot more spacious than it did when I was there for some reason. That it has a cool, has a different vibe with all the all the string instruments. That, man. One, two, three, ba four basses. Two guitars. That is super cool. And two more basses. Four, six basses. Yeah, dude, he's got two ricks. Two ricks, man. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, and I see him in the end there. Wow, that is cool, man. No kidding. That's the real deal. Oh, yeah, dude. Super exciting. Very nice. Like I said, we laid it all out, hung it up, and it was, it was, uh, it was cool. Very artistic the way you, you, you set it up. It looks very clean and, and uh, and beautiful. Look at this bass, man. That's nice. Oh yeah, did he got some killer killer basses? A five string Yamaha wood bass in there. Yeah, I like that one. That's nice. I like the Yamahas. I never played one, but and he's got his orange one. Red. Yeah, I see the that. Red Fender, and then the black Fender. Yeah. And then that other one is a homemade fretless with old stickers on it. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I was thinking it was fretless. It kind of looks like it's got the fret markers, but. Yeah, but they're filled in and they're all lacquered over and everything, so it's a fretless. Oh, that's so cool. And dude. then you got the Kramer Strat with the with the tremolo, and then you have a, a Schecter Strat. Yeah, very nice. I gotta come visit more. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> so you come up, you gotta see it. It's it's gonna be it's okay. truly taking shape. That's very awesome. And like I said, as soon as I finish the last touches on my drum set, on the on the Neil kit, I'll send you some pictures. Yeah, I definitely want to see that too. Uh, you will dig it. Uh, I'm sure I will. All right. Um, that about to. Oh, that's an where hour. has the time gone? Where has the time gone? That's an hour already. Um, all right. I didn't want to do that yet. <laughs> I, if you're if you listen to this podcast, um, drop us a line and let us know. It, it just tell us, tell us where you're from, how long you've been listening, and what you may or may not like about it, if you so choose. Um, Steve at CoveredManCentral.com is the easiest way to reach me. Or you can find me on Facebook, Steve Witchell, W-I-T-S-C-H-E-L. Um, and you can send me a message that way. But I, I'd like to hear back from some people who listen and, uh, you know, what you think and all that. And uh, CoveredManCentral.com, sign up for a free profile for you, your band, or both. And we have the event calendar now. Go and put your gigs on there. If you have gigs coming up, put them on there. you got nothing to lose. And uh, we have all sorts of other stuff on the website, so check it out. We'll see you next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 